So we really focused on becoming a very good software company so that as we scale, we are becoming actually more efficient and improving our ability to invest more back into the technology. So you're starting to see WorkWave actually just widen the gap between us and the competitors the longer this goes on. This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we take a look at what is changing in the industry, and we take you to the front lines of those that are driving those changes. As always, I'm Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, which has Triangle Pest as well as Triangle Lawn. And with me is the ever-present, the omniscient, omnipotent, Mr. Dan Gordon. Dan, would you like to say, we're actually recording this in the morning. Introduce yourself, our very special guest, our topic, and our sponsors. Sure. Good morning, Dan Gordon, PCO Bookkeepers and M&A Specialists, Accounting and Business Brokerage Services for the pest industry. And um, as always, if you like what you hear, rate us, review us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Uh, and additionally, if you've heard the news, we've expanded the PMP Insider offerings into peer groups in partnership with industry veteran David Billingsley. Go back and listen to episode 136 and or visit uh, PMP Industry Insiders to join one of our groups. And consider using one of our sponsors uh, for this episode, Colmarch by WorkWave. If you're interested in digital marketing, go to colmarch.com. And if you're interested in insurance for the pest industry, it's Pestsure, pestsure.com. And did I read that well? Did I get everything? I think you got everything, Dan. Okay. Is, it good, is a record. Good. Good, 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 because I, you know, try to, you know, do what I'm told here. Anyway, intro today, very special guest. Uh, it's Dave Gianetto, and uh, he's the CEO of WorkWave. I've known Dave for several years since uh, uh, since he took over. He is focused on creating a strong organization of the employees who understand customer needs. And um, really, his goal is to solidify WorkWave's position in the industry as a leader and help companies grow. Uh couple of interesting things early in his career he uh well he's been a hands-on leader for airborne express but he was also an officer in the army i don't know if you knew that donnie and um oh i do we've had several oh, conversations yeah. about it okay we can chat about well it you know okay so he's authored three books respected speaker and columnist and uh blah 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 and the one thing that I would tell you is that I believe that it's Dave who is behind the wild parties that they throw at Pest World <laughs> and or their user <laughs> conferences. By the way, if you haven't been to a WorkWave party, you need to go. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Anyway, hey, welcome, Dave. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, Dan. Um, yeah, we do have a big party planned at Pest World, but it will be a little more low-key this time, much more of a uh much more of a meet and greet you know a lot of the uh, folks in the industry know the parties now and will be there so a little bit lower key much more hawaiian oriented this time and then of course um at beyond service in january our big conference um we do have some nightly events there but i think uh i do think we're toning down the parties to be honest well uh, i will tell you i am absolutely and and this is for our listeners too i am bringing an army of folks to the WorkWave conference, we are, oh, yeah. yeah, we are, we're gonna, we're, we went all in this year, and obviously we're on the WorkWave platform. I know platform. We, we didn't have you there last year, Donnie. We missed you, so 
Where was I at? I think I was gone somewhere. But you know what? The Vegas uh, party. That, the, the Vegas hold on, party. hold on, hold on. Yeah. The fact that the CEO of Workwave noticed that you weren't there. Oh, you God. are yeah, a right. big dog. You're a real big dog. Unbelievable. No. All right, we need if to move I on. Wasn't there, if I no. wasn't there, he wouldn't have noticed. No, we're going to move on. This is all about, all right. this is all about all right. Dave. And by the way, just for the record, Dave was in the Army. And and I was in the Air Force and we were both service officers and I will not dig on the army one bit. We all are for this great countries, but it is it's fantastic to speak with other officers. It's kind of fun when someone has a similar background. So, integrated force. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. So all let's right. jump into this. So the last time you were on, Dave, I believe we were going through, I think, this this big deal that had just happened. Workwave had acquired um real green and we were talking through that that integration we were talking through kind of strategically what all that meant uh, i do want to talk a little bit about you just to bring our listeners back up on kind of your background but but i do want to get into like now that that's in and now that that's done like okay how's it going and then i want to talk a little bit about kind of where where we're going from there so let's let's start with you first now your background you you talked about airborne express we, we talked about you being a, a service officer in the army or a line officer in the army how did you get involved in software, specifically pest control software? I mean, obviously, WorkWave is a lot more than that now, but that's I think that's kind of where it all started. Yeah, surely by coincidence. Um, after I did, uh, I was a service manager, you know, just like many of our customers are have service managers. And uh, then I was a consultant for eight years, and I focused in an area of business where you were using technology um, to bring together disparate data and turn that data into information. And this was the time when everyone was focused very much on EPM or BPM, a lot of, a lot of fact-based management was the next evolution of the balanced scorecard. So we were using business analytics technology um, to create management structures that would change what people focused on and drive business outcomes. So it was very much a blend of technology and business uh, management. And that's really the methodology that my firm uh, it was called the Telos Group. That's what my firm was known for. Uh, it was the methodology contained in in the my first and third book that Dan mentioned. Uh, and there came a change in time where consulting firms really were starting to lose power to technology firms, software firms. And uh, I joined. I moved from a pure consulting firm that was implementing technology over onto the technology side. And became really an extension of the software company that I joined at the time. And uh, it was about how do you use their technology to drive business performance. So uh, really just the same thing, but embedded into a software company because the landscape was shifting away from large consulting engagements and customers expected software companies to actually you know, uh, help them use the software in order to drive their business performance. And that... Um, I went from there to another company and that company happened to be in field service. It wasn't intentional really to go into field service. It was just a great move in my career to be a COO of a publicly traded software company. Uh, and there was a path for promotion there. But uh, out of the blue, I got a call from the executive recruiters trying to find a CEO for WorkWave. And they've been looking for a long time and somebody recommended me. And uh, I came on an interview just like every other person that joins WorkWave here at the corporate office. And uh, was super impressed with the company and the people, really the quality of the management team, and um, wanted the job as soon as I met this team, and um, very lucky to have gotten it. That's five years ago. Wow. And just just for our listeners, just to 
just to pick, I just want to cue in what you said there uh, when you mentioned the balanced scorecard. Some folks who may be a little younger than all three of us may not know what that is, but that's uh-huh. a book. <laughs> uh, it's it's a fantastic book. I would say it's probably required reading if you're an owner or a manager. It's called The Balanced Scorecard. It's by Robert Kaplan and David Norton. Uh, I think Dan's a huge fan of that book as well. But I remember reading yeah. that book and it's, you know, one of the things that I really like about that book is the idea of balance and use a different stats to balance out to get a full quality company. And so, no, that's great. I didn't realize you had your start and that was kind of uh that's kind of where you got going was off the balance scorecard because that's a uh, that's a fantastic book in my mind. So that's uh, a that's an interesting one. We actually so both of those guys are Harvard Business School professors, and we uh, actually sent uh, my partner Anthony Pepe up to Harvard for a course in the balance scorecard taught by uh, one of those gentlemen. He came back, and that's what created our balance scorecard within our company. So I didn't realize that you were as involved with that. Um, very very interesting. So. Hey, David. So I have a question for you. So you work for, um, you know, or you're the CEO of WorkWave that's owned by this uh, large investment group and whatnot. And you seem to be making all of these terrific moves in terms of, uh, you know, product offerings, product uh, company acquisitions and whatnot. How much of that decision making is you and your team and how much of it comes from above and do they just kind of rubber stamp it or do they want to be involved in it or how does all that work? Well, we are um, majority held by EQT and HG has a big position and then um, Sarent and TA Associates are also involved in WorkWave and and those four private equity group make up the majority of ownership of the company. Uh, But EQT has been the majority owner the entire five years that I've been here. Um, All the big moves that we made in 2021 were really laid out at the end of 2020. And I was really fortunate uh, with EQT because they really believe that the CEO is running the company, the CEO has to be in charge of it in order you know, to be accountable. They really give a lot of, um, let's call it, uh, uh, it's really the ideation phase where they give a lot of freedom to the CEO and the management team to tell the story of what they believe the company could be. So that's the story I was able to tell at the end of 2020 saying, look, I think we should look at WorkWave differently. I think there's tremendous opportunity to make something super special out of a company that was already an industry leader in PEST. And I laid out that vision to them. And once you lay out that vision, then they bring all of their industry expertise uh, to understand whether or not that strategy is sound, how valid it is, what the market opportunity looks like. And they really start to... um, help you flesh it out and make sure that you're making a good decision because they they represent the investors you know that are invested into their funds and and I'm responsible for uh, protecting and growing that investment really and which happens to be a company in this case so they are a tremendous partner in it um but really at the end of the day they expect the CEO to sign off on every single move that's made because I'm responsible for it on their behalf uh, it is very collaborative. Um, so it might sound like I'm, I'm giving like two sides of the coin answer. And it's because both sides are very present. It is incredibly collaborative. They are looking over our shoulder whenever we make those kind of moves. But if the management team doesn't step forward and say, this is what we should do, this is why we should do it, then they're not interested in doing it because they're not trying to push something 
on the company or the leadership team that they don't believe in. Because as you guys know, if you don't believe it's a different, if it's a different um, level of passion, you know, I should be the most passionate about making WorkWave into something awesome. And they are a good check and balance and great partner to do that. Fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I guess I'll take the next question or you can, Donnie, but uh, this is an interesting one because it was, you know, it seems to me that a lot of the software vendors now uh, have have figured this out. But uh, you went into merchant services a few years back, which seemed to be a great decision for WorkWave. Did you have any experience in the space? It's very technical. How, how did your team develop the talent needed to put that strategy in place? And how's it going? It, it seems that all the software companies now are uh, following you in, in doing that. And uh, tell me about that. It does seem that way, Dan. Once we do something, everyone seems to follow, but that's what we <laughs> like to be uh, industry leader. And, and we're good yeah. because it's our way of driving change and, and moving the industries ahead. And it, it forces our competition to, to either raise their bar or kind of fade into obscurity. And we're seeing a bit of both of that happen right now uh, across the software landscape. Well, I didn't personally have any experience in, in financial services or fintech, we would call it, when I came here. Um, but WorkWave did have a head of payments at the time, financial services, uh, and he was from that industry. But by and large, um, WorkWave didn't have a lot of experience in it because WorkWave was the first company, the first software company to become a payment facilitator. So we were kind of forging uh, our way into something that very clearly was going to become the future as it is now, but nobody else had actually done it. So we, uh, as our customers know, we hit a lot of bumps, made a lot of mistakes uh, and kept coming back on track. Uh, we tried to do the right thing throughout. And it's important to remember that at the time, WorkWave made that decision because we were struggling so much with our processor. The processor had had no interest and there was no financial incentive for them to develop better technology relative to payments. So our customers want it to be able to get the end customer, let's say the homeowner, to be able to pay by text, to be able to issue a check and have that check scanned, to be able to use ACH or any other form of payment. That was quite normal in the world, but the payment processors weren't driving that technology ahead because they were focused on monetizing credit card volume. So WorkWave needed to develop this functionality and we were roadblocked by the processor. We couldn't develop that on their stack. So we had to take ownership of that portion of the technology, which is what controls the flow of money through the banking system. They call that payment facilitation so that we could develop the technology. And, and Donnie would know this too. At the time, uh, our customers, the pest control operators were calling Workway to ask questions about financial transactions, chargebacks, disputes, things like that. And WorkWave had no visibility into it because WorkWave didn't control that piece of the technology. We didn't have access to the pest controls transactional record as money flowed through the banking system. And the customers expected us to, and they expected us to be able to lobby on their behalf. And the processors could care less what WorkWave had to say. So we were really moving into payment facilitation to give the customers two things that they wanted, better functionality for payments and more accountability with WorkWave and ability to help them when they had payments problems. And from that origin, we started down that road of payment facilitation. And now, of course, we're one of the largest, most progressive payfacts 
in the U.S., certainly the largest in the world that we live in. Um, and we probably have hands down the best payments functionality. You can pay via any method if you are a homeowner uh, and move that money very quickly through the financial system. And then on top of that, we're starting to be able to give our customers things that they couldn't get elsewhere. Um, we're starting to, we sell insurance to some of our customers. We have our credit card that helps small businesses build. We issue payroll for some of our customers now. We have daily pay for employees that want to sweep their pay each day and take home cash, which is more and more popular. Uh, a lot of debate about that topic and whether or not it's good for employees, but a lot of the companies want it. Um, you're seeing tipping start to become available. Now, ACH bank accounts, check scanning in the field. So you can move money through Workway technology any way that your end customer wants you to do it. Well, is there a place on your website? Right. Is there a place on your website where you you mentioned a whole bunch of services that I didn't know existed? Yeah. The whole texting and uh, tipping and uh, uh, you know the payroll uh, functions. Where, where where can people find out about that? A lot of that's delivered through the marketplace. So if you're in Workway Technology, so for example, if you're in Pestpack, there's a marketplace flyout, and all the okay. partnerships are contained in the marketplace within the platform. There is a section on the website where you can come kind of understand it, but if you want to enact, uh, enable any of those things, you got to go through the actual marketplace and be a customer because gotcha. we're not touching or responsible for or assisting anyone that isn't a WorkWave software customer. It right. all starts there. We are a right. software company um, that moved into payment facilitation in order to give our customers more flexibility. Well, I just want to echo back what you just said there, Dave, because I mean, I can tell you, at least from an operator perspective, you ever deal with like fuel companies? They're like, they're awful, like to deal with a fuel company, like a mass fuel company. I don't know if you ever had to do that. So there's like fuel companies, then there's uniform companies, and then there's these freaking merchant accounts that just like, I, <laughs> so I echo what you're saying about dealing with these. Yeah, they brutal. are Oh my gosh, there's just to get someone to even respond is just, it's so frustrating, but I want to transition here. And I waited, I actually wanted to be the one that kind of gets into this next topic because it really excites me. And, and I remember the last time, well, the first user conference that you guys had in Florida where the whole platform was together. And I know there's a lot of questions about this. And so I want to spend a lot of time talking yeah. about this. You know, we've, you guys have done, you've brought together several different platforms. You've, you know, you've brought together real green, there's teams, there's pest pack, I know there's other brands that are in there. I, you guys went on kind of a, a, a flurry there of transactions, and I don't know that I've kept up with all of them. But at that conference, you talked about, I think it was WorkWave 1. Is that, I don't, if I'm remembering that right, but it's, yeah. um, but this whole idea that, you know, we're going to, we're going to remain kind of very, very um, committed to the industry on the front side, but kind of these back end processes, those, that, that infrastructure that eventually, it, we're going to be sharing a lot. And so I want I want to spend some time talking about that because when I, I've mentioned this before because people are like, well, what's, what's WorkWave going to do? And I'm like, this is actually pretty exciting because if they can pull this off and be kind of the, and and don't shoot me for saying this, but kind of the sales force for field service, you know, where the back end is kind of the same back end, but you're able to, you know, give a flavor by industry. That to me seems very powerful, right? Because everyone kind of gets what they need specifically for their industry, but at the back end of the things, you know, that, that, that stuff's kind of all the same. And so can you talk a little bit about that kind of where you guys have been, where you're going and then what the future looks like? You know, it all started laying out, it all started at the end of 2020, laying out the vision of what 
WorkWave could or should be uh, in the future. And there was two sides of it. There was my belief that staying within PEST was risky because the mentality of pest control operators was changing. I mean, Donnie, you're a perfect example. It's Triangle Home Services. It's not Triangle Pest, right? Because you're doing more than just pests now. And it's starting, the, these, the verticalization is starting to bleed one to another. And I think COVID accelerated that for our customer base and made it very clear that pest and green were going to merge. And some of the other highly recurrent field service verticals were starting to merge as well because the workflow is the same. The business process of, regardless of the actual uh, service you provide when you're at the customer's home or, or in a commercial location. So the industry was changing and I felt we needed to adapt to it. And I didn't see anyone else that was really well positioned to do it. So we laid out a set of industries that were very similar. And then we went and looked at industry leaders. And you're very familiar with Real Green and the merger of Real Green and WorkWave in, I think, June of 21. And then we merged with Team Software in the fall of 2021, which is another large software company and also an industry leader. And it gave WorkWave dominance in pest, green, cleaning, janitorial, and security, as well as a leadership position in HVAC, mechanical, and many other industries that all shared that same workflow. So we are working behind the scenes to create a platform and a set of functionality that feels verticalized on the front end because many of the service operators do think of the service. They believe they're pest control operators. They believe they're lawn care experts and they think that way. But as you get into the bigger companies where WorkWave has very clear dominance as the leading software provider, those companies are not really thinking of themselves anymore as pest control operators or lawn care, lawn maintenance type folks. They're thinking of themselves as field service providers, providers of any service. And even if they can't provide it themselves, they want WorkWave to have a network of uh, trust, trusted service providers that they can partner with to get that work done because they don't want to let uh, competitors into those accounts. And that's the strategy we had from the beginning. Now, if you take that inside of WorkWave, it sounds easy to say, but it's very hard to do. It requires you to think in much, much different ways as a provider that's going to build a large, chunky component and plug that into multiple front ends. It, it's a lot more challenging to do that. So we really focused on becoming a very good software company so that as we scaled, we are becoming actually more efficient and improving our ability to invest more back into the technology. So you're starting to see WorkWave actually just widen the gap between us and the competitors the longer this goes on. The downturn usually helps a market leader. So it is helping WorkWave. And nearly all of our competitors are struggling because they don't have this inherent efficiency built in. If they buy something, they just cobble it together. They're not putting it into one company and then within the DNA of that company, they're, they're looking at how do you pull that technology apart, embed the shared components, so they are becoming more efficient and effective as a software company moving ahead. And that frees up more resources to drive the technology ahead again. So we're gaining momentum as most of our competitors are really starting to struggle. And if you flash forward a year from now, uh, you're going to see that the distance between WorkWave 
and all of our competitors is even wider. We will just be much further ahead. Two years from now, we will be significantly further ahead because they just aren't building with that inherently more efficient model. Because it's really hard. It's a hard thing to do. So, so, so just to be clear, though, I mean, and, and I want to dissect what you just said there because I think it's important is that it, we're you guys are still planning on kind of keeping these really vertical front ends to the software, but yeah. but ultimately the back end is going to be kind of this unified platform that they're all using for kind of this common functionality of, of, of field service in and of, it, in and of itself. Is that, is that a, a fair it, statement? It is. It goes further than that. So take, for example, a, a core component to, to service is the mobile application that technicians use. WorkWave, back with Pestpack, uh, had a very good mobile app, online, offline, syncing, all those type things that you would expect. Um, when we bought Real Green, Real Green didn't have what we would call a best-in-class mobile app. So we took the WorkWave app that was used in PestPack because it wasn't just used in PestPack. The WorkWave mobile app was used in PestPack. It was used in WorkWave service, which is called PestPack Lite, Real Green Lite. It was used in our route manager product, which is last mile pickup and delivery. That's food delivery during COVID from restaurants. That's a big area for us. Um, all these platforms were sharing the same mobile application. So we then applied that mobile application to Real Green, And now we work on building green functionality into that code base. Uh, we just expanded it to our ServeMan product, which is for HVAC and mechanical. So then we start adding a layer of HVAC functionality. For example, you have to manage parts much more effectively if you're working on assets. And we start to build out the functionality of that mobile application. But if you're using PestPack or Real Green or WinTeam or any of the other platforms, it just feels like PestPack Mobile or Real Green Mobile. This happens to be version two, we call it. Um, you're not thinking that you're dealing with a shared mobile app, but now think of all the efficiencies we get from having one mobile application across the entire suite. We can strip out the old ones. We can throw them in the trash. That makes us more efficient. Our customers are getting a, the most modern mobile app. Um, that's what they want. And then when you implement it, you, your team understands the mobile app across verticals. When you're supporting it or getting questions, they understand that across all the verticals. So it gives you a lot of advantages internally. So big things like, like mobile, payments, sales center, comm center, forms, these are all components that plug in. Okay. So I'm going to go off script here real quick, but this is really, this is like, you got me going now. So I've got to, <laughs> so here, here's what I was, first of all, just hearing that, like I, I absolutely get excited because I see the value. I see, look, I will, I mean, all of our listeners know I am actually, I'm on Pest Pack World Workwave. We use it for both pest and lawn. And I've seen some of the things that you're talking about. Here's here's the struggle that I see in the industry. And, and, and I want to hear from you, like, is there a plan for this? Because here's where I think it's going, like, this is where it's going to take it to the next level, which is I see a lot of operators who are completely unaware of what the software can actually do. They're completely unaware of what the software, like, like, for example, if we were going to go and, and I'm going back to my software days, but if I was going to go and put in Salesforce for a company, you don't just say, here's the software and have fun, right? There's, there's usually like an implement, implementation team. There's usually like consultants that come out. What is WorkWave's like plan? I mean, as we get more and more general, it's going to be more and more configuration, right? And more and more like, I, I don't want to say complexity, 
but it is going to be some complexity because, you know, some things are going to apply to your industry. Some things are not. Is there some sort of plan to like help customers get the most out of like an implementation specialist or someone? I mean, I realize that there's already some of those folks out there, but is there something strategic in the pipeline where folks can, you know, they can help get their software where it needs to be so that they're able to take advantage of kind of where you guys are going? Yeah. So there's a couple of things to recognize when you pull apart that answer. Uh, one is that, of course, Workwave has thousands of customers out there on PestPack that have been using it for a long time. More and more, we are trying to get those customers to understand that the technology's changed quite a bit and they need to engage with us in order to understand or almost reset I don't want to call it re-implementation, but our implementation specialists can look at their setup and say, you're just not using PestPack the way it's designed to be used now. It might have been great back in the old days when it would do, you know, the strength of PestPack originally was it, it'll do whatever you want, right? It was that flexibility, but that flexibility created spaghetti over right. all the years. Right. And now as we're modernizing, we're standardizing, we're creating structure, we're giving tool sets that you have to make decisions on how you're gonna use the tool. Everything isn't a hammer. You have to engage with us. And there are customers out there that are frustrated. They're gonna to listen to this. They're gonna be frustrated with WorkWave. And I will tell you, the folks that are frust still frustrated with us are folks that haven't engaged with us. They think it's just magically going to get better. And it isn't. You've gotta reach out to us either. You can reach out to me personally and a lot of the Folks do, especially in pests, because I've been here for five years and they know me. And we will engage with you to get you to see the value of the software. You're paying for it. You need to get the most out of it. And we can help them fit it to their business. So I really do encourage the customers to reach out to us and we'll use our services team to engage. You then have new customers and the new customers are either on PestPack or PestPack Lite. You'll find that PestPack Lite is much easier because it's designed for small business. It has a much more modern uh, approach, which is just load your data and go and it helps you. It doesn't have the huge configurability uh, capabilities that PestPack has. So we have an actual implementation team and the things that are coming for us to make it better, um, which, which which we need to get better at is um, our online learning center. We have courses now where you can have your administrative take the course and get tested at the end of the course. Um, this is an area where artificial intelligence for us is starting to be applied so that we can answer questions in much more natural ways. We, we get tens of thousands of questions from customers every month. We just can't get to them all. So if we can use AI to help customers get answers that they need in real language, in real time, they'll, they'll feel a lot more comfortable. And the, the other piece, and, and I'm sorry to go on, but it's such an important topic, Donnie, is we are changing the way we think about the technology. I mean, we're moving into a phase where PESPAC will be fully internationalized and fully modernized, right? So you have an industry leading application. It's already we already have 70% market share. And now you're talking about making that the most modern platform in the industry. I, you know, it, it's amazing to me, but it has to be designed in a way that helps the customer understand what they're not taking advantage of and suggesting to them that they take advantage of it or they change the setup or they engage with our team. So for example, we can say, 
you're not maximizing your routes. You're not optimizing the right way because you only set up 60% of the data that route optimization needs to make you the most efficient possible, right? Like now we can analyze whether a customer has set up PestPack properly to use what is the industry leading route optimization. We need to embed that in the software and actually tell the customer, look, you could save yourself three technicians a week if you just set the system up and optimize properly. But the software is not doing that right now, we're, but we're embedding that thinking into it. Right. right. So I, I have to say, uh, you said reach out to you. The, the one thing that I, I find uh, interesting that you do that no other CEOs in anybody is they, these chat boards. I'll oh see God. somebody beat you up or beat up PestPack and you'll get on, answer it and put your cell number on there. There aren't a whole lot of people who do that. And, and I know that whenever I've had problems with the, the software and it's usually user, uh, I uh, reach out to you and you get back to me extremely quickly. And uh, so I appreciate that. But yeah. uh, let me ask you a question. So this, uh, so you've got these verticals and then I think what I, as I understand it, you guys are much more technical than me, that the back end is going to be this uh, 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 database or whatever that that uh you know is is common to all but what improvements are you looking at for the verticals for real green for pest pack and are they you know or is it just improvements across everything how does that work well you still have to start by thinking of the platform and where that particular platform is. So PestPack is in a different place than is RealGreen. PestPack is in a place where all the cornerstones are built, scalability, robustness, security, all those things have been in place because you know we've been working on that very aggressively over the past few years. We have a backend now um, that allows for automation in a way that it never did before. That was always a weakness of PestPack that no longer is. And now that we have all that good foundation set, we can really start to focus on a better user experience, modernization of the UI and true internationalization because the US customers want to be able to operate in Canada. Uh, then you're just looking across the pond at UK where we have an office in London, we have an office down in Melbourne, Australia. So PestPack will be down there and you can operate internationally on PestPack. Real Green is in a different place. Uh, the Pest listeners might not be as familiar with it, but we are, we are still getting to feature parity and pushing ahead the mobile application. We have business analytics that's on there. Route optimization. So PestPack route optimization, which is developed by our team in Italy, is being uh, is going live on Real Green in the next month, I think. And the green industry has on no platform has ever had true mathematical optimization before. So we are able to cut technicians and drive excess capacity in, in a way that you we never have been able to with PestPack. And for PestPack, route optimization is already the highest ROI you can get from anything that you purchase from us. So bringing that into green for the first time, best-in-class mathematical route optimization is going to be tremendously beneficial to these companies at a time when they need to operate more efficiently. They're having trouble getting enough technicians. They don't want to invest in extra equipment and trucks. So that's coming and the green community is waiting for it. And that's in a different place than is ServeMan or is WorkWave Service or is WinTeam or Lighthouse or any of the other uh, industry-leading platforms that we have. They're all at their own place. 
And then behind the scenes, our largest development team is actually the common components team because they're working on integrating cell center, comm center forms into real green. They're embedding WorkWave payments into WinTeam right now so that all of the security and janitorial customers can use check scanning, pay by text link, ACH, all those other things. So they're all in different places uh, and managing the product roadmap for us is one of the most complex things we do, orchestrating it, keeping the customers happy because they all want different things and different different priorities. Um, and we're pretty transparent about our roadmap. You know, we do sit down with customers, we publish it, we say what we're going to deliver, when we're going to deliver it. I do steering committee meetings with our top customers every quarter on every platform myself. And we do that to try to say, this is where we're going. Please help us get there. Uh, and we are accountable to you. If we don't meet those deadlines, I'm going to be back here explaining to you what's impacting us and why we're changing course. Just giving them a level of transparency that they deserve. Because if they're choosing to run their business on workplace technology, they should have access to all of us. And to me personally, that's why I answer the phone because I know what it feels like. And you told me that, Dan, because I met you in Washington when I just okay. started here at Pestback. And the first 30 minutes was you beating the hell out of me, telling me how much WorkWave sucked and what I needed <laughs> to do to make it better. So, um, and oh, by the way, I believe that you have, and uh, and and I appreciate everything that, but that I was you listening. Our, our I was listening. Absolutely. And so, and I love putting your cell phone number on those message boards. Uh, I don't think I would do that. So. Well, let's, so we're we're getting close to the end, and I actually want to I want to cut out just a little bit more time because we 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 do need to finish up. But I want to cover this one last thing before we finish out. We talked a lot about <clears throat> the software. We talked a lot about consolidation of the of the backend components and kind of the vision of WorkWave, which I think is exciting. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Android services. Now, obviously, that's how you and I got connected, Dave, uh, via, you know, Cold March. There's Cold March, there's Slingshot, there's ServiceBot. There's there's these other ancillary services that are that are really, they they don't necessarily support the software, but they support the owner, right? They, they support the operator in execution. And so I'm just curious to hear what what was what was driving the decision to get involved in these ancillary services? Will that trend continue? And then and then really what's what's the vision there? Hmm. Well, I do believe the customer's better off the fewer vendors or partners they have to deal with. And there is there is an uh, an inherently more powerful value proposition from from anything that a workwave customer tries to do around the core platform, around PestPack, if it's integrated with PestPack. So if you look at Colmarch, which by the way, in the introduction, we got to get you guys some updated language with Donnie. It's not just digital marketing anymore. All of the print services have now merged into Colmarch because you can create an advertising campaign or, or, or a marketing campaign and use both digital and print assets now. So you can um, target homes, find email addresses, create segmentation, and then target them digitally, and then print a batch of uh, door hangers or something to slide under the door in an apartment building and target them that way, and it's fully integrated. And then uh, all of that marketing tech is integrated into PestPack. So you can get for the very first time now this year, if you're a WorkWave customer and you're using Sales Center and, and digital marketing from us with Colmarch or without Colmarch, 
you can get what's called attribution, which is like the holy grail of expenditures. So I spent this money on Facebook. Did it yield customers and how much revenue came from that customer? And what is that attributed back to all the way in the marketing side of it so that you can understand the actual ROI on your marketing spend? If you're not, uh, if you are a WorkWave customer on PestPack, but using some other uh, marketing group besides Colmarch in this case, then you can't get attribution because there's no flow of data from their technology into PestPack. So you can't marry up spend and revenue. So you can be much more effective by staying within the WorkWave family. And we have to draw the lines very carefully because we own Colmarch, Slingshot, uh, ServiceBot, and um, TaskEasy. Uh, but we choose to partner with other companies in areas that we don't cover. And usually we vet them out. We make sure they're credible. We make sure their technology has traction in the market and that real professionals, you know, I go out to the customers, our product team goes out to customers and says, can you look at this for us? What do you think of this technology and partner? Where is it going to fit in the future? Because once WorkWave gets behind it, people start to use it. And we don't want to promote uh, a technology or a company out there that just, um, isn't going to be good for the industry in the long term. So we're very cautious about partnerships. Um, and then we start some level of integration. It's much higher if we own them, but it doesn't mean that we have to, right? We just have to trust them and, and, and be a good partner with them. So I can't tell you whether or not that trend is going to continue. We are always looking for the right opportunities. I am sure at some point there will be additional services added on. Uh, we are much more software oriented. So we are looking at pieces of software that integrate because WorkWave is a very good software company. And the more software that we control that the customers need and use, uh, the better the results will be for our customers. Outside of that, you know, as you know, uh, just like you guys don't talk about who you're going to acquire before you do it. Dan can't, can't go running around uh, having a drink and telling everybody who's buying everyone else. Um, we can't talk about those things either, but we're always we're always on the hunt and we have some great owners that are always willing to support those kind of decisions. Good deal. So I do have one more question uh, and and that that that's that that's very important. Uh, we uh, you know at, at our firm, because we work with so many pest control companies, we've got some pretty cool data about the industry. You work with a whole lot more customers than us, and you probably have a lot more data than us. Mm -hmm. um, just can you tell us, so, you know, we do our monthly pest index with William Blair, and uh, they publish that, and that goes out to the industry. You guys are kind of silent about it, but I've heard uh, a bunch of things. Tell, tell us about the data that you have and some of your opinions about where the industry is going based on what you're seeing within your customers, because it's really important and the, the data is fascinating. Yeah, you know, we have the new strategic partnership with MPMA this year, and, and I'm I'm present at nearly all of the events in PEST myself. Um, you know, I still want to show that we're very committed to PEST, even though we're, we're leaders, just like we are in PEST, we are leaders in all the other industries that I mentioned. Um, and we have the best store of data and can analyze nearly anything about our customers and then uh, desensitize it so that we're not talking about individual customers. And uh, on the executive steering committee that I have with top customers, a lot of times we're talking about 
benchmarks and how one compares to another. And I really think that the industry needs to think differently about WorkWave. It needs to think of it as a real resource to drive the industry ahead and not this antiquated thinking as some sort of a vendor out there. It's not like you have 10 WorkWaves operating here. We have a massive market share and where we go, the industry follows at scale. So we're trying to partner with the industry so they can think differently about things. And the industry is dropping. What we're seeing is a bifurcation of the companies that are operating really efficiently and effectively are growing still at a very high rate, just like they did in COVID. But the companies that don't operate as efficiently and as effectively are actually really suffering during this recession. It's almost the bounce back. But you don't feel like it's happening because all the best players are growing better than ever before. And they're the most vocal group. So they're out there talking about that. And it's there needs to be a better understanding of where the industry is at based on the data, right? We we can't just keep doing these events where we're only having one pest control operator up there telling the story of how he or she built a great company. That's important, but you have to at the same time balance that with a very pure view of what is efficient. Um, how many jobs or stops should you be getting per tech? What does that look like? Um, Sharing best practice that is quantified because it might really work in one company, but not in another. But if you average enough companies like we do in our database, I can tell you exactly what success is and looks like in, in rural environments versus urban environments, in the north where you have winters versus the south where you have constant pest pressure, right? We know the answers to that, but we we don't see the thinking moving ahead to want to really understand that and push that out. Uh, I'm on the business innovation committee for MPMA and we're starting to talk about this stuff. And uh, I think we should just do it more, right? I think other industries like medical devices, which is very field service heavy, they are pushing the envelope constantly because the tech moves so fast. Pest is a slow mover because much of the treatment methods don't change that much technology doesn't change. You can, I always joke, you can still step on a bug and kill it. So, you know, it's not a fast moving industry and it is professionalizing. People are thinking differently, but uh, I would encourage the industry to uh, think of us as a true partner that can really help it on a next, on the next level. So let's, let's, uh, yeah. we're going to finish out here. And, uh, but before we do that, let's just one, we do need to put a plug here. I, I want folks to hear from you what the conference is going to be about. I know it's in Orlando. It's January 7th through the 10th. Uh, Can you just, just a really high level and brief overview of what's in store in terms of education. And and obviously Dan has talked about the party. Apparently he, he has his own motivations. So uh, (laughs) just a quick overview, what the conference is going to be about and, kind of what people can expect. If Dan, you, you and I had a drink at the party uh, last year at uh, Festival. I think it was Boston. Yeah. You and I were yep. at the bar. I remember, I remember seeing yep. you there. Yeah. Um, Beyond Service, the, the WorkWave user conference is a special event because, you know, WorkWave is the only company in, in all of the field service verticals that are unified, what we call the light service verticals, that has leadership in multiple verticals. You you just don't see any other company able to gain traction and lead in multiple verticals. They're all kind of niched. So when you go to Beyond Service, you have a track that is designed for PestPack. You have the best 
uh, some of the best people from WorkWave right there that you can sit down and talk with. You have a set of our employees and customers talking about how do you get the most out of the software? How do you drive your business ahead? Uh, both using the software and then just building great companies, you know, with a platform like PestPack or Real Green or, or Team Software uh, or, or WorkWave Service. And then at the same time, you are mixed in with service professionals from all of the other industries. And what you find is that you connect really quickly with them because you, they're all speaking the same language. But there's an inherently different philosophy and way that people think about solving problems in security and janitorial than there are in, say, pest or green. So you're actually getting an incredibly knowledgeable view and oftentimes a counter approach to how you're thinking about it as somebody that came up in the pest vertical and heard this is how we do it in pest. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You're learning about how to use the platform better and get more out of it. But then you're mixing in with a lot of other leaders and experts. And I think these relationships that people make at Beyond Service are going to last them their whole career. They're people they can reach out to uh, when they need advice or guidance, keep in touch, or if they're changing uh, career paths, you know, they're probably going to stay in the service world. Uh, so it's it's truly a special event. We're well, excited. We're 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 sending several of our people. I know that every user conference and we've been everyone since the first one uh, I've presented and, and uh, you know, just very interesting stuff, a lot of knowledge, a lot of, a lot of courses um, and a lot of good networking. So, yeah. so we're looking forward to that. A yeah, lot of so. your customers are our customers. Dan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, Dave, I was just going to say, really appreciate you coming on board. This has been great. We, we went over time, but that was fine. We had a lot to talk about and we still didn't get through it all, but just, uh, just want to thank you for coming on board. I'm, I'm sure a lot of our customers are going to very much appreciate hearing what you have to say and kind of where WorkWave is going. Um, just a reminder that all the resources and topics that we talked about today are going to be available on the podcast website, pmpindustryinsider.com. Just take a look under show notes for this episode. And again, if you have any complaints, those go to Dan. If you've got any positive things to say, those go on the review sites. And with that, we're going to sign <laughs> out. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Thank you so much.